atonement for me. Episode three, be nice. Of course I would have a pillow on my head. Not now, but hey, magical misfits. It's Caden Ivy and welcome to atonement for me. So last time we spoke a little bit about the before and the now and having had a lot of conversations with people and trying to understand where we stand in the now, I've noticed a lot about how much a word or a phrase can affect somebody and affect their mentality and how they internalize the world around them. For years, I've been talking to and raising awareness for sexual assault survivors and the traumas that they experience and they face going around that. And one of the most common themes around speaking with them is understanding or the lack thereof. When they have gotten to the stage where they are brave enough to speak their truths and then they are received with well-meaning but ultimately not helpful phrases, it really affects how they internalize or we internalize our situations because we didn't just get there through one thing. So when you say, well, why didn't you do this? That's not particularly helpful because if there was only one thing that led to that moment, it would have been an easy fix. But as we're seeing more and more, especially now, things are so interconnected and we don't always realize how much another person internalizes a throwaway remark. It might mean nothing, absolutely nothing to you, but to the person who heard it and it was directed at, it doesn't always resonate with them in the same careless way that you have thrown it out there. They might really take that to heart and it might be that one thing that kind of just juggles around in their brain when they're having anxiety. So for example, growing up, as a lot of other women that I know were raised, we were told to be nice, to always be nice. Very broad statement. And it seems to be a generally good thing. It is great to be nice to other people. We should be nice to other people. But in the context it was used, it ended up being more harmful than good. And that's where the mindfulness comes in. So when I was being picked on or my sister was bothering me or pulling my hair or whatever, and I say, stop. And it doesn't stop. And I say, stop again. And it, and it doesn't. So I have to go and grab a parent or a person in authority to put a stop to the thing that was causing me hurt or pain or harm. 
And to have them say, just ignore them, be nice. Well, I was being nice to them until they started picking on me. How am I supposed to be nice further? But that seems to be in a particularly in childhood conflict to be nice. Now you take that and you grow a little bit more and suddenly I'm a teenager in high school and I'm being stalked by another person. People around me would ask me, why are you letting this happen? And I've already said, uh, no, leave me alone. I've had my, I've talked to my parents. I've talked to teachers. I've talked to the school, nothing. But people will say to me, well, this is a good thing because when he grows up to be a serial killer and comes and retroactively takes revenge on everybody who was terrible to him in high school, you have a chance of living because you were nice to him. That is a terrible idea of comfort to say to a 15-year-old girl. All of this trauma that you're experiencing now will be useful in the future when he becomes a serial killer and he will potentially kill you. Grand, because he's already telling me he wants to kill me now. So all of that being nice for in the future means absolutely nothing. But what it is telling me is to submit to the situation. That I don't matter in this situation because 50% of the equation is being cared for. Him. People know what he's doing to me. He's not stopping. Nobody is stopping him. People are putting it on me to be kind and to be nice to him so that even when he furthers his abusive behavior towards me, that's all fine because everybody's already aware of that. But I need to be nice because if I stand up for myself and I, I am assertive, I'm seen as a bitch, or I'm seen as bossy. I'm not seen as the way a woman should be. But I'm just standing up for myself. And I get, I get rep reprehended and told to be nice. Go even further. Now I'm an adult. I'm in an abusive relationship and I'm living with the person who I am being abused by. My only coping mechanisms, my way of dealing with confrontation is a lifetime of be nice, be polite, violence is never the answer, don't be confrontational. So now I'm being abused and the only ar weapons I have in my arsenal is be nice. How am I supposed to be nice when I'm being bound with duct tape? That is not going to prevent future abuse scenarios. That is not helping me now. Yes, I can be quiet and I can submit and I can appease him so he stops hurting me. But that is not equipping me 
to deal with that scenario because it has been internalized and normalized that I should ignore hurting behavior and that I should be nice. My parents instilled at me, violence is never the answer. In no way, shape, or form should you ever fight back. That is absolutely useless. Being duct taped to the, the hallway stairs. I'm just saying. But in my head, I'm to be nice. I left that relationship. I started reflecting on my traumas and and coping mechanisms and finding the gaps and the holes and the things that I need to work on and making things make sense in my head. And I'd already moved to Halifax at this point and I was on the bus and I was assaulted. My crisis response is freeze. It is not fight back. It is not yell. It is not hit anybody. It is freeze. And I know a lot of abuse survivors have that exact same response. They freeze. So in that moment, this man is touching me on the bus and I'm frozen. I, I actually cannot move my, my body. And I called my father and I told him, Dad, I was just assaulted on the bus. And the first thing he said was, well, why didn't you hit him? This is from a person who has drilled it into me for my entire life. Be nice. Violence is never the answer. That accumulates over 26, 27 years until you're suddenly in a situation where violence might be the answer, but you've had in a lifetime of violence is never the end answer under no circumstances. And then to have that person who is drilling that into my head say, well, why didn't you hit him? I'm sorry, was that a choice? Was that an option that I've had all along when I'd been told repeatedly, be kind? So hitting a person isn't very kind. And violence is never the answer. So that rules hitting him out. But the first thing he said to me was, why didn't you hit him? So a lot of people right now are coming out with very traumatic experiences. Online Me Too movement, or whether it's talking about racial inequality, or the divide between sexes, there is a lot of conversations based on trauma floating around out there. And not all of us have experienced the same traumas, 
but the way we react to those people, the way we converse with other people, the words that we use do matter in the way that we interact with people who are suffering from traumas. So be mindful that the person who is bringing that that trauma to you, that experience to you, they're telling their story, they're living their truth to you. That isn't just the one instance that they're presenting with you. This is a culmination of their life experiences, their community, the, the society that they were raised in, all of that is in the stewing pot that coats whatever experience they're bringing forth. And especially with females, because I can speak from my experience as a female, that we're often expected to be kind and then when anything bad happens, we're asked why we didn't do X, Y, and Z. We've had a lifetime of internalizing the fact that our existence or our experiences should be comfortable for other people to accept because we're expected to submit to those experiences and just let them happen and to take ownership of the aftermath of those experiences. So for example, well, good thing you were nice to him in high school so he doesn't kill you later. That seems completely insane when you say that out loud to anybody. But that is a situation and that is a theme that a lot of people have experienced. And so in saying, be nice, you're just You're just excusing the hurt that was caused to that person. So while being nice to other people is a very good thing, we should be nice to people. We should be kind to people. That extends to when you're actively listening to trauma. Be nice to them because the words that you're using, the way you react to their experience, pave the way for how they go forward from that, how they heal from that. And that goes to everybody as a whole. So past episode, the before and the after, This is the after. So we have to be careful about the experiences and the traumas that people are bringing up. Because how we go forward and the words that we use now affect how we heal 
from the mess that we're currently in. And that's just a tea. <laughs>